and Kat. And I'm Allie. And we're the Wednesday Girls. Hi, welcome to the Wednesday Girls podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Al. And thanks for listening along. Here we are, episode six. Episode six. Good times. Good times. Good times. How you feeling about last one? Yeah, last one was a little heavy. Last episode was, we called it Then and Now. Mm-hmm. And we kind of were talking about what we want out of a relationship. And yeah, whoa, yeah it was a, I kind of think we both ended that episode and we were like, whoa. But I'm happy we did it. Yeah, me too. In the moment, and then trying to edit it later, I was like, ouchie, this, <laughs> like, this is a lot. Yeah, it was um, a... But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that we had that conversation. I think it's an important one, and I think the person that knows both of us that suggested that we um, discuss that on an episode, if they listen, I think they'll be glad that we put yeah. that, that, that kind of stuff out there. Yeah, and I'm glad we did. Now it's done, so yeah, never talk about it again. <laughs> Here we are again. Okay. But you know, we should talk about... Homework. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I thought that'd be an easier line to fill, um, but... Sorry. <laughs> uh, do you want to start with your homework of the swiping? Have you done any Tinder swiping? I, I've been doing some swiping. <gasps> so the extension was worth it. The extension was worth it. I'm going to need a second extension. Uh, because okay. while I've, I've been swiping um, and I have matched with a few folks, I haven't like really started or gotten into any conversations that are like worth sharing yet, honestly. So, okay. But to be fair, the homework was just, you get the Tinder and you swipe and you have the experience. So there you've accomplished it. I like that you're doing the extra, extra steps credit. now. You're in the yeah. extra credit. Uh, so report back, but you are getting a check mark from me. Thanks. That was me doing a air check mark yeah i i i loved it yeah gold star yeah i'll uh, keep you posted if anything if anything comes to the tinder profile yeah i w- i guess i will share that it w- i was surprised it just it's almost like a game kind of it's like they've got so many different things now and like so many ads for i mean upgraded services yeah which i've never paid for which reminds me, <laughs> that was not meant to be a shot at you because I know that very recently you like accidentally subscribed. You mean to, like, I well, plus or whatever? I didn't like accidentally put my credit card information into Hinge, uh, right. but <laughs> yeah, I uh, gave in because Hinge has a really annoying limitation where you can swipe unlimited, but uh, sorry, you can scroll unlimited, but you can only like up to seven accounts in a day. Mm-hmm. And I was finding that to be very ineffective. So the sucker in me went for this marketing package of the best deal being three months subscription for, I don't know, $100 Canadian, Canadian, 100 Canadian loonies, <laughs> as Allison would say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although I... And I think literally last episode, I was like, I'm taking a break, which I was going to do. And for the most part, I have. But I did match with a guy uh, 
and we've kind of been chatting so i think we're gonna okay. hang out this weekend so i'll report back on that hell yeah yeah okay. yeah nice. so and so just for my education and maybe anyone else listening what is different about like other than the amount of likes you get to put out there what's is there anything different with like a, a paid model of the of the app no, I don't think so. Oh, well, okay, one thing that's annoying on Hinge is, so in order to match with somebody, you, they, if I, for example, liked your account, mm-hmm. you could then see that I liked it. But if you have multiple people, and as you say, 50 people have liked yours, you can only see one profile at a time. The rest are blurred out. So you have right. to accept or deny, and then you can go to number 49, 48, 47, 46, work your way down. So you have to get through one at a time. You have to get through them. Yeah. In this option, I can see all, all 50 yeah, right? um, <laughs> of my options at a time, and then I can just scroll through and be like, oh, I don't want to look at Fred right now. I want to look at George. Weasley. <laughs> Yeah, no, nothing against the Freds out there. Uh, fairly certain I've never dated a Fred, but who knows? Um, anyways, yeah, so that's kind of the the difference of it. There's mm-hmm. not a lot, and then I think there's even like on top of that, there's a booster where you can pay more than you're highlighted on people's, and that you're that you're seen more. Oh, the algorithm will like chuck you out yeah. there. Yeah, I bit haven't got that desperate yet thank you <laughs> um okay but i just want to say you kind of laughed about like having 50 likes i saw your hinge <laughs> recently last time we were recording and you we were talking about that guy that put that weird prompt about hitler and assuming his identity miss <laughs> thing you had 47 likes like the heart was lit up with 47 <laughs> notifications that's not 50 so enough of this bullshit about me al has 50 likes because you've got 47 and i mean we know that i'm not good at math we've established that early on in this podcast but 47 and 50 is pretty pretty close <laughs> one two three <laughs> yeah uh yeah okay uh, so. <laughs> fair enough fair enough I rest but, my case all right that. well um okay I was gonna try to think of a cor- adjourned <laughs> adjourned <laughs> I haven't watched any lost shows in a while uh cool and then the other thing was hitting up the dog walks but let's be honest it's been very rainy here lately it's been i've had this weird feeling that like summer is over already even though it just started because it's been so gray and rainy and like cold i had my fireplace on and our strategy to be clear is walking other people's dogs because Mm -hmm. Allie and i don't have a dog of our own uh and i'm not just gonna go walk the dog in the rain because I'm not that desperate uh but kind of funny though I went to my sister's yesterday after work on the way home because I was like oh maybe I'll take the dog for a walk and I got there and it kind of started to rain and I was like what are you doing and she said she's going to Home Depot and I said can I come (laughs) and it wasn't just to test the homework but uh I was wearing this bright orange hoodie like (laughs) Home Depot orange Mm -hmm. and so I got in the store and everyone was taking double takes at me. Like, I think they were like, oh, Home Depot got a new uniform kind of thing. They're wearing hoodies now. Yeah, <laughs> my sister was like, dude, people think you work here. Everyone keeps staring at you. Uh, and so we were looking for twine, though, and she couldn't find it. Uh, and this person who worked there pointed us the wrong aisle, and then I then assumed the identity of a Home Depot employee. 
So then I started talking to my sister only like I was staff. And I was like, I'll show you the way, ma'am. And then we went over to the twine and I found it. And then I was like, and this is a three quarter. And this is, this is the strength capacity, blah, blah, blah. And then this other man who worked there showed up because we're just, there's so many of us employees. And uh, he asked us if we were okay. And I reassured him that I had that one. And then I explained Mm -hmm. to my sister how this gentleman and I hadn't had a chance to talk at the latest staff meeting, so he wasn't aware who I was. He's and new. He hasn't he had met yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil and I haven't connected. Uh, <laughs> and then we <laughs> we left. So wasn't a total failure because I annoyed my big sister a bunch. I love doing that to my big sister. And I laughed a bunch. So um, and if Home Depot wants to do any collab on some orange hoodie ideas. Yeah. Seem to be a really big hit with uh, the patrons of your store. So maybe we're back on for a partnership sponsorship with Home Depot. With Home Depot. But yeah, so still not giving up on the dog walking thing, but mm-hmm. I'm not walking a dog with an umbrella. Just sunshine. Yeah. No, God, no. I, I have a hard time getting outside when the sun is out, let alone <laughs> yeah. when it's raining. Yeah. I love staying inside. Yeah, so. On the topic of Home Depot... Yes. I want to share something with everyone that one of our colleagues sent us. Right. Yes. About Home Depot. About Home Depot. He frequents Home Depot. So he sent us some tips. Okay. Like who we should look out for, who we should avoid. Very useful also. When we should go. And then he also sent over a couple pickup lines. You're looking at me confused. Does this (laughs) ring a bell like at all? It does. I was going to say, I know you're about to list this off for the listeners Mm -hmm. I didn't really actually read the whole thing through it was beautifully written (laughs) but I I had forgotten my ADHD medication I was like I'll get back to this later later is now so later is no time like the present I'm I'm ready for this advice (laughs) okay here goes so um so from a frequent Home Depot shopper here are um the things that we need to look out for so there are people that are there, uh, they're there for, for work. So they're, they're on a mission. They're getting in and out. Don't bother with those people. Okay. There are other people that shop at Home Depot that know exactly what they need. So similarly, they're getting in and out. They're not making small talk, nothing like that. There are people that go to Home Depot that are there for the second or third time that day. And so they are frustrated that they have to revisit Home Depot to get a thing they missed or they bought the wrong size, whatever. Don't bother with those people either. Then there are people that are there with a list, but trying to like find a solution to a problem. They can be identified by being in an aisle looking at the same section for items for longer than two minutes. These are the people you should go after. So what I'm gleaning from this is that you need to do a bit of stalking. Like we have to do like a bit of recon before we just dive in and start looking confused. Oh, God, so much work. It's okay. a lot of work. And we have a schedule. So when you should go. Weekdays, right after work, 5 or 6 o'clock-ish. Saturdays, between 10 a.m. and noon. Peak hours! And then Sundays, 10 a.m. to 3. Peak hours! So we may need to revisit our our Home Depot homework yeah. using Maybe some of this we advice. go together and then kind of be like, ooh, that would be a good one for Allie. And be like, Allie, yeah. aisle 32, there's a there's a mm-hmm. ginger-looking guy that you might be into. <laughs> a 
addict. You're looking. Back. I don't know, like addict. Um, okay. okay, I'm into it. He, um, this this lovely friend of ours also suggested a couple pickup lines that we could maybe use. Oh, and we love the pickup lines. Here's a good one. Uh, do you know anyone that could help me lay some pipe? Oh, that's like a classic. Also, probably commonly said in like 80 por- 80s porn oh yeah <laughs> but yes. oh with the like the stash and like jeans yeah. and like no shirt and like kind of oily but like no one really knows why but I'm that's like, the essence of these pickup lines so i'm totally okay with it just being like you need your pipes cleaned or something like that okay well i'll, okay. I'll workshop is there it. any more uh, and then any suggestions on the best tool to use to screw Ooh, I mean, could, like insert i know, like whatever. that um i also heard from my cousin who and I had never heard this story before but she listened to the episode and told me that her husband of like many many years um initially asked her out they were like standing around in a in a parking lot after some event activity whatever and he says to her hey want a screw and then holds out his hand and there was like a little screw that he had like found on the ground in his palm like in his hand he gave it to her oh my god and that that works i guess so oh. line and sinker <laughs> want a screw so yeah like really good looking because that would i don't think that would work for a lot of people yeah i mean if, if someone in a parking lot came up to me and said do you want a screw and held out a screw yeah that may also i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure she was they, they would have been like 18 18 or 19 okay so well, that's, that's maybe an important detail, but I, I hadn't heard that, and I kind of loved it. So thanks. If, if any Home Depot pickup lines come to mind, we're always ready to 100%. hear them. Please send them our way. Yeah. Or any pickup lines, as you may have heard, mine, cats, not the best at times, but... G- generally, we'll, ta- we'll take all the help we can get, I think is what we're trying to say. And then we'll spread that knowledge like we are doing now. So yes. It really is... Cool. A service. Okay. Um, on the note of people messaging in, we had some more people message about the last podcast where we talked about uh, dating. I Because I'm a bit taller and how I generally like to date people taller mm-hmm. and how that's more of a reflection on me and my body image than it is about someone else. And then also we kind of had some comments about... Why is that sometimes tall guys like to date short girls? Mm-hmm. And so we had some people messaging about it. Yeah. And I think we should share it. And then we thought maybe because we're going to talk about that feedback, today's episode can kind of be a bit more around like that body image and kind of like yeah. our experience with it and stuff like that and, and share some stories. But should we, do you want to talk about the one about the tall guy, yeah. short girl article that we got sent? Yeah, absolutely. So I had said a while ago that I had dated someone that was 6'3", and I'm 5 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he had told me that for a lot of tall guys, like dating a short woman is like kind of a thing. Okay, so this article is from somewhere called Navis Lab. Okay. I think it's called. Um, And one of the items here for the reasons why tall men might be attracted to shorter women is um, that uh, cute things come in small packages. Okay. Okay. And like a tall man. How marketing. Might be sort of prone to this like sort of, it says 
this primal feeling that like a, a petite woman might need protection. So in his eyes, his instincts are like, oh, she's she's feminine and she's teeny tiny. And so I'll feel strong and appreciated if I take care of her mm-hmm. sort of thing. So there's that. The other reason that it lists on here is that cuddling is great. It's like easier to snuggle up to a, a petite Women, I don't know if that's... Do you never... Well, if you only ever want to be the big spoon, what if you want to be the little spoon sometimes? Sometimes it's fun to flip-flop. Everyone needs... <laughs> Everyone needs to be the little spoon at Yikes. some stage. Okay, what is this saying? It's it's maybe more intimate. Oh, and then a man can feel powerful and dominant if he is, like, snuggling up against a... a woman and making her feel safe it really comes back to these like primal kind of instincts which is super interesting oh men this one was funny men feel valued and needed when they're tall and they're hanging out with someone short because who's gonna reach the top shelf at the supermarket or change light bulbs or come to her rescue if threatened it says damn it i don't have a stool Totally I don't invented. know. <laughs> there are literally at, at minimum three or four of those scattered around my house. There's also like, and I'm going to call it shit. It's just like shit about like sex is fun. Like sex is better, I guess. Oh, for who? This, this is a quote. Tall girls may be more cumbersome and awkward to maneuver. Oh, <laughs> making the smaller ladies more appealing to a guy on a sexual level. I fu- who wrote this? A male or a female? I fucking hate this. <laughs> yeah, I like, kind of hate it. Um, oh my god. And then this is also kind of bullshit. Like, women that are smaller um, may be pers- like, vulnerable. And like a tall, or a man, or like a taller man would want a partner that's vulnerable because then she kind of relies on him. Oh my god, this is like some real insecurity macho stuff. And last one, this... This I, like, really hated. Tall men statistically earn a higher income due to their height. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, men already make more money than us, so... Yeah, why and not like the tall the- ones make even more. And so that, quote, makes them seem more trustworthy and able to take on greater responsibility because they're supposed to be, like, more financially stable or whatever. Oh, I'm going to start writing strongly worded angry letters. Yeah, it doesn't say who wrote this, but you know what? This website also defines someone that's regular tall as six feet to six five. What? And then extra tall, excuse me, is someone that's six six to six nine. Mike, six five is just regular tall? I don't know that many people freakishly tall on this planet that are just walking around at 6'5". It's a foot and a half taller than me. Well, I mean, that's... Everyone's like a foot and a half taller than you, but yeah. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) true. And it's it's interesting because like for... Like I was saying in that episode that because I'm so short, a guy's height isn't something I pay too much attention to because 99.9% of the time, he's going to be taller than me. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess if you were 6'5", you would kind of have the same thing. You wouldn't really have to worry about a woman's height because yeah. 99.9% of the time, she's going to be shorter than you. That's interesting to me. And like, okay, well, I want to talk about this other comment that got sent in. But yeah, how much time do men spend 
thinking about the height of someone they're going to date because yeah we know that there's like a very popular thing about girls being like if you're not over six feet don't even talk to me kind of thing which is mm-hmm. kind of like super social in a kind way yeah i wonder if like if there's something out there with men where it's like well if you're over if you're over six feet don't talk to me or what you know like is it mm-hmm. the same thing but so we did get a message in from someone from a female who and she is taller and she kind of I think agreed with what I was saying about being a taller female and being self-conscious about your height when it comes to dating with a partner Mm -hmm. so I like being taller um that's been fine I loved playing sports and stuff growing up but in this this girl was talking about how yes she does think shorter people are attractive but couldn't have a relationship with somebody who is shorter because it would play on their insecurities. And I think that's kind of what I was talking about last week, where it's less about like how you are viewing that person that you're with. It is how you are viewing yourself and what you are projecting on yourself about like what society is seeing you Mm -hmm. if you're dating somebody. And I mean, societal pressures I think are just so huge and a lot of that comes into play here especially in our western culture where Mm -hmm. we put such emphasis on height and I mean I think that's like things with Hollywood and sports and whatnot so um totally understandable thank you for sending that in I think that was like really vulnerable message and I appreciate it but I really resonated with it so thank you for sharing that but yeah yeah. yeah, that's amazing. We love we love getting stuff like that. Like, hundred percent. Send us any any thoughts, any feelings. We want to yeah. hear it. There is no shame in the body game. No, for sure not. And yeah, no. it's it's so interesting what you're saying. It's like it's not enough that there's like so much pressure on like what we have to look like as individuals, but then also what you have to look like as a couple. Yes. It's like you find someone, but oh, you like there's also like a a weird like standard for like mm-hmm. what a, what, a, what a good looking couple should look like yeah and so it's stupid. like even like sometimes people are like oh they're the same height and like that can be an issue that's not an issue to be the same height as somebody yeah. like it's i don't know maybe that's the perfect spooning height if you're the same because you're just you fit together you fit and stuff so, so perfectly uh yeah but should I uh, should I share the story about my recent shame that happened? I I mean I hate hearing it because um, I know how like fucked up it is and like how stupid that person that said these things was <laughs> to you and I hate him. But I think you should. Uh, what do we want to call this person? Just big prick. Okay, but what? was did he have a big prick or? No, let's just call him prick. prick. The prick. <laughs> the prick. Yeah, because this person, I don't want to wish ill on people in life, mm-hmm. but I hope this motherfucker spends the rest of his life like stuck behind a car that's going 10 <laughs> under the speed limit kind of thing. Like, yeah. A, I hope he constantly feels like he has like a hair stuck to the back of his arm. Yeah. Does that happen to you and you like try to get it and then you can't? I hope he constantly has like a hair stuck in the back of his throat. Ooh, yeah, that's That is my wish on this person. Or like full, like always has like spinach in his teeth. Yeah, or your sock is always slipping into your shoe. Yes. Yeah, that's the worst one probably. Okay, it was earlier this year, uh, January-ish, I think, Mm -hmm. and we met online um 
swiped. I don't think at the time, and I think I've talked about this where sometimes I feel like I'm a little too judgy on the apps. Everyone is, and I think I should give this person more of a chance. Mm -hmm. So this person I went on a date, uh, they were clearly very nervous. They talked a bunch about previous relationships. They maybe overshared a little bit too much. But I, I, I was not being, like, judgmental on myself. They, they talked to me a little bit about, like, things with, like, ADHD medication and antidepressants. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, m- me and everyone's dog is on that. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember them being quite surprised how, like, open I was about it. And them saying, you know, like, I've had friends and stuff who have judged me. And I was like, well, you have the wrong friend circle. Yeah, really. I, it's hard to almost list somebody these days who isn't on some sort of medication, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no shame in the med game. (laughs) So I I went out with them and I thought, eh, this isn't for me. I'm going to give you some blame here. Cause I remember I messaged you afterwards and I was like, I don't think I like want to date, date this person. But maybe I'll just like have some fun, hook up with them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you over here were all freaking angel on my shoulder. Well, cat, did you tell them that you don't want to hurt their feelings? Like you need to be open and honest with them. And I was like, oh, Okay, fine. This is where we are opposites. But your point was a valid one. I mean, if I've learned anything about myself in the last two years, it's that my, like, fatal flaw as the hero of my own tragic life is that (laughs) I give the benefit of the doubt, like, way too quickly. I mean, you also, I think, had just been burned. And you were like, cat. I'm this person in this situation where you're not being upfront about your intentions. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. So then we had a second date, uh, which actually like went pretty decently. And at this point I was like, okay, maybe I don't want to just hook up, whatever. We had a nice second date. Then we progressed to a third date, which I hosted at my house. I cooked dinner. I decided to like, slow the roll not putting pressure on this person Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to like make them uncomfortable like I was like okay this person seems a little more insecure and that was one of the things that was really interesting in this is that when they were talking to me they kept like justifying their actions or like apologizing and I I remember being like why like I'm you can just have your own thoughts and and not feel like you need to apologize for everything and whatnot. Like, I'm not judging you in everything you say. And so, obviously, they had some insecurities. And I was trying to be very cognizant of that and, like, make them aware that I was like, you know what, I'm not judging you for that. It's okay if you feel this way. It's okay if this is happening in your life. Things happen to people. Anyways, so... Dinner ends, we get into like a makeout session and things progress to like the next level. Nice. And (laughs) yeah. Hell yeah. And anyways, so we were in like, uh, I guess like a partial state of undress at this point. Nothing had gone super far, but we're adults. Tarps are off. Yeah. It's third date, you know, following the rules. And before we get too much further, he says to me, hold on, I just need to tell you something before we go any further. And then he proceeds to word vomit, but starts it by saying, 
I've never been with a bigger girl and never been attracted to them. So I don't know how I feel about this. And then progressively just says what felt like a million sentences after. Well, I am now like laying in there, like laying in this very vulnerable state being like, okay, this person is essentially have just called me fat Mm-hmm. And not sure if they're attracted to me, but like, gonna give me the heads up before we have sex. And then just vomits all this language out at me, and then finishes talking and goes, Okay, you say something now. And I said, That was really mean. You hurt my feelings. And then they then tried to claw it all back. I didn't mean to say it like that. And I don't even know why in this moment I still was like in this like, okay, well, this person like is justifying it. And I was still going in this loop of like, oh, blah, 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 it's okay. But like it wasn't okay because I'm sorry, but I don't care what is going on in your life and what you are dealing with. But we are in our fucking 30s. You don't get a call someone like large or fat or whatever mm-hmm. to them and then try to justify that and then try to get them to make you feel better after yeah. you've just said something like emotionally like daggering and I yeah. was like I never thought those words were about to come out of this person's mouth mm-hmm. like I had no idea what they're gonna say I kind of was like in this weird stage of shock. We still talked a little bit. And then I remember at one point he said, well, we can still have sex if you want to. And I was like, you need to get out of my apartment. You're literally the last person on the planet. Yeah. And then I think I texted him later and I just basically was like, I will never like, this isn't going to work. I'll never feel comfortable around you like with myself because Mm -hmm. now I will always know what you have been thinking and seeing me as. Yeah. And, like, I hope you start to feel better and more comfortable with yourself and, like, stop doubting yourself. And part of that I did say, like, honestly, as a dig, because I was, like, I was more than patient and kind with you Mm -hmm. in this, like, almost motherly role where I was trying to be, like, don't be so hard on yourself. And then you fucking just sucker punch me. Mm Mm-hmm while I'm like laying there and stuff like that and so that uh really messed with my head it's been almost like six months I guess now and like I still think about it quite often I talk to our therapist about it (laughs) and I mean I think she was just like gobsmacked and I mean I told my friends about it and like a lot of people were like heartbroken for me and was like don't give that person power and of course I don't want to like I want to ignore these words that this person very carelessly carelessly and stupidly said to me Mm -hmm. but it's also really hard when you're like okay well if one person pictures me this way then everybody else must you know so yeah yeah that that was like a really obviously like shitty moment and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like wreaked havoc on me for a bit I mean not as bad as it was when it was first said but that's like just another one of those like horrific dating stories and that that person we will call the prick forever and wish wish all those annoying ass things on them so that's never never appropriate to say to anyone and 
And, like, why would he, like, sorry, you were going to say something. Go ahead. No, no, and I remember he said this to me, and he said, should I have not told you that? And I was like, obviously. Obviously not. Mm Mm-hmm. At what point in your life were you ever told it was okay to say something like this to somebody? Like, never. And then he said, well, should I not say that to any other one else? And I said, I'm going to do all future females a gift that you come across and never tell them how you, like, that you think they are a bigger person or whatever. And he was Mm -hmm. like acting like gobsmacked that this was like some sort of advice and I feel like it was like a justification for trying to be like innocent in this moment but yeah like please like literally you just insulted me and now you would like me to give you advice on how to future date women and what to say to them like it was just ugh anyways so many things wrong I don't know if you could hear that face palm that I did (laughs) but I literally like had like a physical reaction to hearing this Mm mm-hmm I don't understand why he would have gotten so far as to like, okay, I'm about to be intimate with this person. If he, you know, felt some kind of way about his attraction to you, why would he even let it get that far? And then why would he choose that moment Yeah. to say it? I mean, dude was an asshole, like, at the end of the Ew. day. Like, I just, so. I'm like trying to like... Uh, like devil's advocate trying to like figure it like try to put my but like no no just like nothing about that was polite kind compassionate human agreed and I and like that he and the most shocking thing is that he was shocked by your reaction to it and he's like well we can have sex if you want like what was he expecting (laughs) that you'd be like hey climb on board like let's let's do it yeah totally and like again I kind of went through the same thing where I was like trying to justify it and maybe this was a conversation we had before things moved to the intimate level and like even then it wouldn't have been okay but like Mm -hmm. maybe well I mean it would have been slightly better and I wouldn't have been in the like a even vulnerable street of undress but yeah, yeah so that uh yeah that was like a, a shitty, obviously, moment. I hope that never repeats again in my life. I don't know. That's uh, one of my, I guess, bad yeah, <laughs> oh my God. stories. I hope that... Oh, God. I just, I just really hope that he, like, reflected on that and it has affected him in some yeah. kind of way, the way that it's affected and that he does not... I mean, I know he was, like, also... Like, he goes to therapy, which, like, kudos, everyone should. I hope he fucking mm-hmm. told his therapist and I hope... The therapist just said, "You're an idiot." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not up to me I don't know to if, say things. Like I don't know if therapists you, often like, say that. Yeah, <laughs> you're fucking dummy. Like, what were you expecting? Yeah. Ew, I hate that so much. And like, I, I don't know. Like, was he like a fucking stud? Oh, like not that, and not that no, that would make no, a difference. No. It still doesn't make it okay. But no, uh, yeah, no, uh, not, not anything where and again agree but not like I'm looking at like a GQ model like you're standing out you're exercising every no like there probably could have been some self-work you could put in there yeah I didn't care because looks fucking fade that's the other thing too is like obviously 
a healthy lifestyle and things like that. But at the end of the day, like, are you more concerned about someone's personal appearance than you are about like their personality and things? And really mm-hmm. like bullet fucking dodged because even if this guy was the most attractive person in the world, you had one of the worst personalities of anyone I ever met. If that is how you treat people. So right. Yeah. You don't want that is like the silver lining like of this situation, I guess is at least, can find that out early and you know and I think people say things like that because they're like not right with like themselves like I think mm-hmm. you know a lot of and, and and I remember seeing like you showing me um some messages that he had sent and you talked a little bit about how he would like he was like word vomiting I feel like that was just kind of pretty consistent for him like it just seemed like he was always apologizing or unsure or like really like I think he was really just not sure of himself yeah so maybe that was sort of and you probably made him feel comfortable so he was like oh I'm gonna tell her this thing (laughs) but like he had he gave no thought to like how you would receive that and how hurtful that would be and it's so interesting that someone who seems so unsure of themselves and maybe lacking in some like self-esteem, self-confidence would then turn around and say something like that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, did he just want Agreed. you to feel as shitty as he did? Like, that's so fucked. Achieved. <laughs> Checkmark Gold, City. Gold star. <laughs> A plus. Worst homework ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think also like maybe moving away from this and this like a sad story but maybe in general we can also just kind of talk about like how there is that perception where you have different insecurities with your body mm-hmm. no matter what and I am sure that's like across male and female but I don't know yeah is it like it, I can think of a million and one things that come to mind with me about yeah. insecurities and I don't know if that's something that you also resonate yeah, with. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm just thinking about that that message that we were reading out that we received um, from that woman who's quite tall, mm-hmm. right? And like, there are probably so many, I mean, myself included, like women out there that were like, God damn, I wish I wasn't like a little garden gnome. Like I wasn't like this short, stout little cocktail sausage of a human. Like I would love to be... <laughs> a uh, long lean like beef stick you know like I don't you know <laughs> what but people love cocktail people sausages love cocktail sausages I've never had one but two bites just people love them down the hatch exactly you know, you know so like yeah like the grass is always greener and it's just sad that like we're never quite happy with like what we've got yeah. going on but totally. everyone feels that way I feel like at, at some point or another yeah and I don't know if this is like as a female I mean I and I'm not um, ignoring men in this situation, but as a female, I mean, puberty hits and that is when the body images come in and mm-hmm. what it's like as a teenager mm-hmm. and like the body shaming. Like me, I went to an elementary school in junior high where we had such strict dress codes where you couldn't wear a tank top or a low cut shirt Same. and like I had really big boobs. I mean, I still have big boobs, but I had bigger boobs. And, like, even when I was, like, done at those schools, I was still very self-conscious about my cleavage showing. And, like, it's these things where, like, you've had teachers and things talk about, like, oh, well, 
Yeah, that's sure distracting to the boys. Well, then correct the boys and not the girls. Mm-hmm. But that is those things that you have you start to like place on a young girl in puberty, and then it sticks with them for so long. And yeah, sure, maybe now sometimes I'll wear a low cut cleavage shirt, mm-hmm. but I didn't wear one of those for years. Because of fucking getting shamed as a 13-year-old girl Mm -hmm. that a tank top was too sexy for for a boy in my class and distracting and stuff like that. Yeah. Stupid. Sounds like you have a complicated relationship with your titties. (laughs) Do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, because I do too. Oh, do you want to talk about yours first? Who wants to talk about their boobs first? Um, I don't know. Okay, do you want you me to kick first. it off? I'll kick it off. Okay. I mean, I think it's um, it's kind of funny. And I probably could have said this earlier when we joked about doing the side boob. Mm-hmm. That photo was never going to happen for me. Not because I didn't want to put duct tape on my skin. I mean, I don't want to do that. Please don't. <laughs> no. Your but skin has been through enough, episode three. When I was 25, I had a breast reduction. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually originally went to get it done when I was 18, but at 18, I was not sure at 25, I was like, yep, done with this. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, I had really big boobs and my back was getting really sore. And so, yeah, I had the reduction. The surgery is very invasive, which I don't know if people would know this. Um, I think they think about breast implants and that is more like, a cut and like you're inserting something mm-hmm. as for a breast reduction I won't go super into it but it is a lot of cutting because you're removing breast material and then kind of rebuilding rebuilding of, yeah. yeah and so I the scarring there was like mm-hmm. really intense I still have scars um, but after the surgery for a number of years they were very prominent Mm -hmm. and I actually was really self-conscious about that Mm -hmm. in that like if I was with somebody I didn't take my bra off kind of thing like that I'm okay with it now I mean Mm -hmm. there's still scarring but again I think it's just like boobs are boobs all boobs are beautiful so Mm -hmm. whatever but I even that like I've said to said some to some guys because I'm like if they've seen me in the light or whatever and been like oh yeah like I've had a breast reduction because you might be like, what is, uh, what is happening here? Otherwise, (laughs) like what's all these marks? Mm -hmm. Um, and some of them have said things being like, Oh, like, why would you do that? That's like, why'd you ruin something so good? And like give to me, like like, bullshit. Get fucked. Yes. My boobs. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. I'm sorry. Do you have back pain? Like, why don't you put some freaking bricks in a backpack and then just wear that on your chest all day and see how you feel at the end of the day. And then, like, put in a fucking elastic band around your ribcage and, like, dig into your shoulders Mm -hmm. and just see how comfy you are, like, wearing that all day and stuff like that. And I was really self-conscious about, like, my boobs. I know some people, like, big boobs are for them. That's so great. But, I mean, I was really limited in the tops I could wear, Mm -hmm. as I said. I very much was, like, in a school system where, you know, it was, like, almost shamed and things like that. So, um, fashion-wise, I felt like I really wasn't me and I couldn't wear the things I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So, it felt really uncomfortable to me. And my boobs are still big to this day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they can only go so small <laughs> before you. <laughs> they look like pancakes or something. Mm-hmm. But it was like I mean, medically life changing for me as well. It was great. I still still have some back issues sometimes, yeah. but um, yeah. Tell everybody about uh, <laughs> what. You- <laughs> That thing that happened when you were, like, putting on a sock or whatever. Uh, it wasn't a sock. Okay. I had already put my pants on. I was getting dressed for the day. My jeans were on, and I literally put my hands in front of me to zip up my jeans. And that simple motion popped a rib and my shoulder out, like, in my back. <laughs> it was really early, and I just fell backwards onto my bed in so much pain. I don't know if you've ever popped a rib out, but no. it oh, it does not feel good. Bet not. No, and so like I laid on my bed. It was winter and I laid on my bed and I googled a Cairo down the street and I I couldn't turn my head. So I put a jacket on, but I couldn't like move my arm, so I just put it mm-hmm. over my shoulders like some I don't know, fashion bigwig, and then walked down the street to the Cairo. And I was like, I've done something zipping up my pants. Anyways, I popped a rib out and I still, that was three years ago and I'm still like doing some physio treatment. But my back, it's my posture and everything Mm -hmm. has been so poor from like, freaking having this weight on my chest for and trying to make them smaller. You know, yeah, like and like shrinking, you just going to, forward yeah. and things like that. So I, I don't know, like I, I know ever people maybe have small boobs, big boobs and they want one or the other and the grass is greener on the other side. It kind of, we kind of talked about this before, mm-hmm. but let me tell you, it is not greener on my side <laughs> in my in my experience. So, uh, would you worth it though? You would say, oh, a hundred percent, absolutely. And I think the surgeries are probably even less invasive now than mm-hmm. they were. Like, I think I've heard they can be day procedures. It wasn't. It wasn't when I did it. Like, it was an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I tore a stitch and stuff like that. Ah. Oh, so painful. You don't even realize how much of your muscles, like in your core, like pull into that area but um I would do it again in a heartbeat yeah. for sure Good. yeah yeah so Kate sorry tell me about your love-hate relationship with those lovely things on your chest I mean I just will say that there's a reason they call bras an over-the-shoulder boulder holder because that really is what it feels like you're carrying around sometimes um I mean, for, like, for me, I went through a growth spurt between the 6th and the 7th grade. Puberty so, like, hit. I, like, I have basically been the same height <laughs> since I was, like, 12. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I've, ba- I've been mostly the same shape since yeah. I was 12. So, I went into the 7th grade with probably, like, a big B or, like, a C cup. Like, I was, like, I fully Whoa. had boobs and yeah. I was the only girl in junior high that had boobs on her and um I was already five feet tall which was like weirdly tall then I remember being taller than a lot of the boys in my oh. class for, like, and everyone was like life. she's gonna be so tall when she grows up she was grown <laughs> and everyone else kept growing she and beat. I just stayed behind. I just kind of grew out more and that was that was kind of it um but I remember getting a lot of attention for my boobies and not liking that like being like in the seventh grade and being 
you know, like, because I, I also had acne and I had braces and I, like, waited yeah. in the shallow end of the gene pool. So pretty much everything that could have been going wrong during puberty did. Excellent. Uh, yes. <laughs> great times for me. Um, and so I had a really weird relationship with my body kind of in that time of my life. Which and is then, a rough time because puberty is... Like, rough as it is. No and one all is those, cute during puberty. No, and all those things compounding together, that's tough. Right, and that's when you're, like, developing with your body, but your mind also, and that's when you're starting to get crushes on boys or girls or, like, whatever, and you're, like, starting to kind of, like, become a, a person, and it's like, oh, this, like, big thing is affecting my development mm-hmm. because I'm self-conscious about it and, and, and things like that. Um, and I actually went, um, when I was 19, I went to a plastic surgeon uh, oh, yeah. to ask about a reduction. My family doctor like uh, referred, referred me and stuff like that. And I have like this core memory of going to this clinic and um, the surgeon was this like older gentleman. And I remember going in, we're just kind of chatting and then... He, of course, asked me to take my top and, like, my bra off. I mean, I was 19. Like, I had obviously never been naked in front of, like, an older man like that. Even when you go for a physical, I feel like at the doctor, you're covered. Like, even though your top's off and they're doing the little Mm -hmm. breast exam, you're covered up. You've got, like, the little plasticky sheet thing over. So it was the first time I was, like, showing, like, a strange older man my boobs. Not that I have made a habit of that. (laughs) That happens a lot now. Not that since I've had a lot now of experience I'm so with comfortable that, with I just it. like anybody that wants to see the way I show them. Um, but I remember, so I'm sitting there, it's freezing cold, and now I don't have a top on, and I've got like this um, old guy mm-hmm. feeling them and touching, and I mean, it was his job, he wasn't being uh-huh. creepy, it felt yeah. creepy to me, because it, un- it was just unusual, but for him, this is like his nine to five or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's doing measurements and, and like explaining to me um, what the what the scarring would look like and like explaining a lot the procedure for a teeni- like a teen adult teenage or teenage adult oh. to hear mm-hmm. all this because I had the same experience when I was eighteen. Yeah. yeah, and he's talking about how like oftentimes like the nipple has to be removed and like kind of replaced and and things like that and he's talking me through what the recovery would look like Mm -hmm. how much volume like they could like safely kind of remove from from uh my chest and um yeah I remember like I I just remember being cold and like his (laughs) hands were cold and he it was just the whole thing felt super creepy he was showing me pictures of kind of like Oh. Um, procedures and like like what I could expect from like them to yeah. look like kind of after and things like that and we wrap up I put my top on I walk out of there like thank him and I got into my car and I sat there I just like took a breath and I think out loud to myself I was like they're just fine the way they are oh don't don't like don't yeah. don't go through with it like don't let grandpa slice and dice in there <laughs> put his hands back on your boobies like they're fine they're fine we're gonna figure this out as I drove home and I, maybe that was his intention to just kind of s- I scare me out of it a little bit I wonder. so I feel like we've I like we had different doctors but <laughs> I remember my doctor I went and it was I remember having to be like I'm sitting here, I'm 18, this adult male is looking mm-hmm. at my chest. Yeah. 
he wasn't, I didn't get any bad vibes. I mean, I was uncomfortable, but I do remember he could tell how nervous I was. And he said to me, maybe you're not ready for this yet. Come back whenever you are. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's what the doctor should have said to you. Yeah. Like I was so sure when I went to see this doctor when I was 18 and then I got there and I was like, this is terrifying (laughs) and I'm glad I waited and I'm glad I did it. But yeah, it's a, I needed that time in between. So yeah. And I think that's because it's a huge decision. Right. And like you said, it's, it's invasive. It's painful. It kind of, it changes the way that you look you know, yeah. from the outside and then with your with your top on with your top off it yeah. changes everything 100%. and so I love that that doctor was just like this is not something you have to do right now like yeah. digest and this and come back when you feel ready if you still want to do it we went to high school when oh man the girls next door which is that like playboy mansion show was really big on like mtv right. or whatever and so like we went to, like, we were teenagers in that period of time when having big boobs and people had Playboy bunny stickers on their car. And, like, oh, yeah. it was a, this was pre-Kardashian when the butt phase became a really big thing. <laughs> True. This is when, like, boobs were the this thing. Like Pamela Anderson boobies were, Yes, like so the everyone had big boobs. And I, like, remember being, like, th- I hate these things mm-hmm. and people being like oh my god you sh- they're natural you should be so thankful yeah, or like there are women out there that pay for the boobs that you have yeah well that's like, I would want a refund yeah if like good for them I hope that they have air in there because this is heavy and hurts and they made the choice they <laughs> yeah, chose to have they that they gotta choose that yeah. they can also just slide that out whenever they want yeah it's not the same for me how, how do we feel about these now? Do we have a less love-hate? Oh, is it more love right now with the chest? Or more, still- de- definitely more love. And Good. honestly, I'm grateful for that appointment with that surgeon. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, I, I got in my car and was just like, this, that, this, is, this isn't for me. Kind of made a promise to myself to, like, resist them less and just, like, kind of more of, like, a let's work with what we got. Yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah. You don't have any ribs popping out. You're golden. Yeah. See, and I also, I will also say that, and they had even told me that it would be like quite a, quite a small reduction. I think, um, for my frame, I think they are quite big. They, I've, I've lost a little bit of weight. We can talk about that another time. Uh, my ADHD (laughs) medication made me lose a bunch of weight. So I went down a couple of cup sizes. So they used to be bigger. Yeah. Um, and I think on my frame, they like look extra big. Um, and for me, it was more of like a, a vanity thing. Just fully staring at your chest right now while you talk. Do it. <laughs> um, but for me, it, it was fully like a, uh, um, like vanity or like a, a discomfort thing. Which is fair. I didn't have like, like the extreme kind of like back, shoulder, neck kind of like. Well, that was a factor with. for me. It also was the vanity too, that mm-hmm. I was very self-conscious about. It yeah. was fucking hard to find a bra that fit things like that oh my i would cry yeah bathing suit shopping or bra shopping like i'd be like 18 years old and my mom would have to come with me and i would just be in the fitting room just crying i remember being able to go and buy a button-up shirt again after the surgery and it was glorious i was so happy or like having a shirt that had a pocket on the front. Like, that was something that you could yeah. not do. Like, I couldn't. Like, you could, but it looked not okay and stuff like that. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah anyways, that was uh, a route to go down. But now yeah. we uh, 
we've covered the bases on boobs, so like we can just stop talking about those we've in the done. future too. We've talked about butts. We've talked about boobs. We've <laughs> talked about all all the stuff. Great, I love it. Yeah. Let's just recap. There's no shame in the body game. Absolutely Looks not. fade. Yeah, we don't wish ill on many people except for someone we're nicknaming the prick. And yeah. I hope he figures his shit out, man. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, keep sending us in suggestions, your pickup lines, things you want to talk about, articles that make me mad, um, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, we'll just keep doing some stuff on the dog walks and swiping, and then hopefully have some more stories next week. Take a look at your boobies in the mirror tonight, and just tell them, hey. They're beautiful. They're all beautiful. Like, just remind them. Let them know. I love you. You know, yeah. Except for when you fucking pop my rib out. Thanks for listening. Until next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at the Wednesday Girls Pod and find us online at thewednesdaygirls.com. Like and subscribe wherever you listen for new episodes every Wednesday. <laughs>